Hey everybody, welcome to the Spliff Podcast. I'm Bo Nellis. This is episode 30. And I'm just going to get straight into it because I'm feeling kind of meh today. I have had a really busy month and I just kind of don't feel like doing anything. And I have some things to do and I've been procrastinating. And I even watched a video about procrastinating earlier today and it didn't do anything but commit me to procrastinating. But not until the very last moment. Just, it's okay to procrastinate. That's just giving you time to creatively manage your thoughts. So we'll see if it was successful. I'm going to open up with some stoner moments, which is where I talk about some extra tidbits that I might have missed or want to clarify from future podcasts. And the last time I talked about going to the High Times Cannabis Cup and I talked about a product that I picked up called Mouthpiece. And I don't think that I mentioned that I was also able to use it as a roach clip when I needed to. Now, granted, it's a fairly fat roach clip. I mean, you need a pretty fatty joint or a smaller blunt, but uh, it still works. If uh, if you roll fat like that, you ball you, ball me, hey. Uh, and if you were interested, my 420 was great. Thank you. I did have my cookie while I was editing the podcast for the next day, the High Times Cannabis Cup one. And uh, it was pretty mellow and tasty. It was a very tasty cookie. So, uh, it it took a while to kick in. Normally a lot of things, especially the coconut oil caps that I make don't take too long to kick in. They kick in within like 15 to 25 minutes, but this cookie took a while to kick in. I didn't actually feel it. I'm thinking until the last kind of metabolic cycle, But then when I did feel it, I was like, all right, this is nice. I can do this. I can do the other half of this tasty cookie. Yes. So I ate it. Nom, 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 nom. Uh, Just to warn you today, the neighbor's kids are also not feeling like adulting today. So it might get a little crazy. And elephant neighbors moving out, she told me. She has some other issues with the apartment. Totally doesn't have anything to do with me, you guys. Uh, But she, uh, yeah, she's going to be moving out. So fingers crossed. We'll see how the next one goes. In the meantime, it's been real, elephant neighbor. All right, I'm going to take a moment to get blunted about something really quick before I go into my Colorado trip. Uh... My friend Tom came by to say goodbye and introduce me to a friend of his before he moved back out of state. Bye, Tom. Hi, Tom. And uh, and his friend, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. I'm terrible with names. Um, but big, gorgeous, tall, red-haired man uh, was telling me about this trend about selling blasted flowers and I was like, what the fuck are you talking about? What? Why is that actually, is that really a thing? And I can see how it is because you can strip whole big buds using the tains and it leaves them in perfect condition. 
but they have absolutely no crystals whatsoever. So anybody who knows weed should know that that is not good bud whatsoever. But he introduced me to a YouTube video where uh, one collective at least was claiming that several other reputable collectives were selling flowers that had been blasted with test results to back them up and paying a significant amount of money for them. And if that is true, that is shameful. And I'm not sure if that's just a NorCal thing because I've never heard of that down here in SoCal. And the collective that was making the video is up north in the Bay Area. But... I really hope that that is not a thing. If you want to make sure that you're getting not blasted material, you want trichy, sparkly, crystally sticky, cannabinoid-filled trichomes all over your plant. And if you don't know what that is, check out my episode, Trichomes and Cannabinoids. I don't know what number it is, but there's a search bar, thespliffpodcast.com, or, you know, just search iTunes or whatever. Uh, moving on because I am on a schedule again. I've been procrastinating, not quite last minute in the grand scheme, but I do have singing class to get to and people to say goodbye to because everybody's moving right now. Why is everybody moving? I miss you guys. All right, but we don't have time for that. Let's go into my Colorado trip. While I smoke some of the weed that I got there, the very little bit of weed that I got there, I did pick up a gram of Snowcap, though, which is a sativa dominant blend, if not straight sativa, I'm pretty sure it's sativa dominant, uh, usually pretty head racy, um, body numbing, not too body stimulating, but overall a very energetic sativa. And it was one of the better smelling options that I came across. So I did want to pick that up. It's helping me get motivated to sit here and talk to myself for an hour or whatever. I'm not going to talk to myself for an hour, you guys. Don't think I am. I'm going to be happy if I get to 30 minutes, truth be told. Which is kind of sad because I was really excited about my Colorado trip. But I didn't... I didn't bring my vitamin D with me. Um, I kind of forgot to pack that until the last minute. And I was like, it's okay. I'll wake up and do it. And then I didn't do it. Uh, But I did get some sunshine. But the sunshine in Colorado is different than the sunshine down here at sea level. Like, I didn't need my sunglasses for almost the entire trip. Whether I was walking out in the full sunshine or driving, and I've got really sensitive eyes, so it was a really surreal, the whole experience has been a pretty surreal experience. So let me start. Smoke this here real quick. So I went to Colorado for the Can't Ever Wedding, which was super adorable, and I'm very, very happy for the couple. They are just perfect for each other. And that was in Boulder. Uh, So yeah, who doesn't want to multitask a trip like that to Colorado? So I was able to make it and I did that. And it was quite an experience. First, Boulder, so white. Holy shit. Holy shit balls. I mean, I'm white. And I live in a pretty predominantly white area. 
It, it's it's a beach town, so there's a certain amount of affluence here, but it's also a four sector area. So there's industry and agriculture, and and it's a really diverse group. So maybe limited in its diversity, but that diversity is still there. And I rolled into Boulder, and I was like, "Holy fucking culture shock!" There's a lot of white people here. Like I'm used to at least some some Mexicans or something, and and I didn't see any of that until I actually checked into my Airbnb, and she was Latina. So there was that. It's like, all right, there's somebody here. That's good. Uh, and then I went and met up with my friends, and I was driving in my rental, and I was like, all right, land of the Subaru. Here we are. And then I was like, huh. People like to drive with their windows down here, just like me. Oh, that's a little cute section. Maybe I'll stop by there later. Oh, look at the tulips. Holy shit, I fit right the fuck right in here right now. Oh, my God. And uh, and that was, that was uh, also a surreal feeling. Uh, so white. But, you know, I, I sucked that up and... Uh, and I had to because I had to deal with the whole altitude difference. I mean, I have lived almost my entire life at sea level or below. So being at a high altitude was quite an experience. And I had to bust out my kundalini yoga breath of fire, which I found really, really helpful, actually, in helping oxygenate my blood and help me be able to walk a half a block or up a full flight of stairs even without wanting to fucking die. So, yeah, I kind of fit into Whitesville. But uh, that, that was okay. So let's start talking about the weed. Because for all of its boutique cuteness, Boulder definitely had some, some boutique very hidden, hidden is not the right word, camouflaged, well camouflaged dispensaries around. I didn't even notice them at first. I mean, I'm used to driving through Van Nuys and stuff, and some of them are more uh, uh, ostentatious than others for sure, but you can usually spot the cross and things like that. I don't know, Boulder, it's just with all of its easy access nature, maybe there was so much green around that I didn't notice the green crosses as much. But I have to say that while the weed looked great, it looked great. Super crystally, trichy, definitely not blasted flowers at all. Didn't even need a microscope to prove that. It didn't smell very great. It was really lacking in terpenes. Now, to be fair, I only went to a total of three dispensaries. I went to... I can't remember the first one right now. Let me go find it. Success. Uh, I went to the Village Green Society, which is a recreational dispensary. And it was my understanding that recreational weed tends to be subpar to the medicinal weed, which I cannot access there. 
And there's just a lot more control over the medical process and the regulations and things like that. So that's understandable. I am giving an opinion on the recreational side of this. Um, but yeah, the, the Terps, they just weren't there at all. Even the live resin, which is one of the reasons I ended up going to Village Green Society specifically, was I wanted to try this live resin, which according to their menu was $65. And when I got there, it wasn't $65, it was $80. And I was like, well, let's look at it anyway. And he said it was tangy, which is a really, really popular concentrate and flower, just period, because it's super terpene rich, just drenched in citrusy, perfumery. It's so good. It's a real flower, very perfumey, and, and it makes a delicious shatter, concentrate, uh, bowl, and an amazing live resin. This live resin, not super great. It had a nice orange caramelly color. It had a really nice sugary texture to it, but it wasn't really sappy. And in my experience with tangies, it wasn't worth $80. I was like, well, if I'm going to spend $80 on a tangy, I'm going to do that in Southern California. Sorry, guys. Um, but Village Green Society did have an ACDC, just like the ACDC that I like from The Higher Path. In fact, I like Village Green Society's ACDC better than I like The Higher Paths. That one happened to be even more terpy than any of the other buds that I had sniffed. And I stuck with the sativas. I didn't really try the indicas, so I will put that out there. And the other one that I got was the snow cap, which did have a really great smell to it as well. They even kind of looked similar. It might have been the same grower for all I know. The ACDC being a very CBD rich, very, very, very low THC content strain um, probably is going to only appeal to someone who wants to grow medically anyway. So I definitely picked up some of that and I have been loving it. I do really like the snowcap too, but it doesn't seem that either one of those were grown organically. And I have to really commend the regulatory labeling for Colorado. I really enjoyed it. It didn't always have the information I needed, strain name, uh, things like that. But it had a lot of information. And one of my favorite bits of information were the pesticides that were being used, whether or not they were organic or non-organic. And uh, I think... More often than not, they were non-organic. Uh, the snowcap and the CBD that I got, I want to say that there were three different pesticides that were used, and they were labeled as non-organic. I don't remember them off the top of my head. And I ditched the containers when I was going through Denver International, um, but I did take pictures of them. So I will probably post them to the Instagrams, which will be shared via the Facebooks and the Twitters. And if you are interested in checking that out, you can follow me on the social medias, the Spliff Podcast or at Spliff Podcast. 
Another thing that I got from Village Green Society were these incredible edibles that a friend of mine had bought the day before. Now, she had a very different experience than I did, and I'm going to go into that a little bit later. But they were 10 milligram dosage baklavas. Oh, so good. And that's another place that Colorado really shined was its edible selection. And the dosage just constantly, consistently being available to you. So it's, um, the brand is called Love's Oven and it's the baklava cookie bar bites. And they have the strain listed on this particular batch. The strain is golden strawberry poison, which is a sativa, uh, golden strawberry poison are all strain name words that resound well with me. So uh, I know that things like golden goat is a really good option for me. I know that I like certain strawberry strains and then Durban poison is always a consistent favorite in my book. So golden strawberry poison sounded like a fantastic strain. And then when I tried it, it was the perfect little pop to my day. 10 megs, not enough to get me super stoned, but just enough to really even everything out, mellow it out. In fact, I think I'm going to have one right now since I was talking about having a really ugh day. And I also had to take a lot of CBD earlier because some of my lady parts were hurting. And I think that's kind of giving me this weird mehness that I find when I don't use enough sativa to counterbalance my depression and the CBD. So I'm going to pop one of these delicious bits of fantasticness right now. Mmm, I love baklava. And this mix is just the perfect touch of cannabis taste in it with that honey and all of its deliciousness. It's perfect. You remember that you're eating a weed edible, so I don't want to try and eat 10 more, um, but it's yummy enough that I want to actually eat it. So that's good medicine in my book, right? spoonful of sugar hell yeah spoonful of baklava send it down so this batch had a strain but when I went to other dispensaries I noticed that um it didn't have the strain it said indica hybrid sativa so that should hint that it was just a general mix of flowers and isn't going to give you any specific direction, but can absolutely provide you with that head and body change. But I wanted something that was really directed. So I'm really glad that I got this particular batch from Village Green Society. And uh, I did go to two other dispensaries. I went to Native Roots, which is a really streamlined, corporate, touristy kind of place. And uh, it wasn't too bad. I mean, I looked at their menu before I went in and it was another instance of Weed Maps having a menu that wasn't actually up to date because they're using a different inventory system and probably pulling from a couple of different stores. So I went in thinking that they had 
this the chibichus in particular flavors, which is something that I was really after. And of course they didn't. Um, but the way that they sell the chibachus in Colorado is a little different. They actually come in these 80 milligram boxes that have individual dosings within them, which is different. That was the pricing was a little different. I thought it was interesting. They still had the quad dose, which you can get in California, the 75 mig. And they had the Decadose, the 175 mig, but the prices were fucking insane. So fuck that. Oh, that was another thing about the Love's Oven at Village Green Society. I think it was only like $10 for, for the baklava for 100 megs total. I got 10 baklava pieces of 10 milligrams of THC. And you know what? I wish I had bought more because they're, I think that's a really great deal. And uh, I saw it at other places where they didn't even have the strain name and it was like $25 and I was like, nope, not buying that. But they did have other flavors too, like red velvet and, uh, and I don't remember the other ones, but I was like, mm, very tempting. But now I have my baklava. Yes. Nom, 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 nom. And I also ended up getting, in my search for a good deal, some Americana Sour Gummies, which was, I think, 100 megs of THC for $14. So I was like, all right, I'll try that. A friend of mine had gotten some peach rings, and they were delicious, and the, I was still kind of fiending for them. So I was like, yeah, give me the Sour Gummies. But I haven't tried them yet, so we'll have to hold off for that review. Oh, but the, oh, see, I kind of jumped the gun there because the Americana gummies were at the last dispensary I went to. So I'll talk about that in just another minute. Then I'll talk about some other stuff. But first, going back to Native Roots, I did end up getting two pre-rolls from there of the Golden Goat. But the prices were just fucking crazy. I spent $40 with tip on a fucking two goddamn joints. Fuck that. The joints were really good. They were really, really tasty. And I did end up sharing them. And one guy was kind of bogarting it. I was like, you better hand me my tasty joint back, please. I'm totally down to share, but I really want to hit that now. Thank you. Yay. So if, if you just are visiting the area, Native Roots could be a place if money isn't of much object to you or if finding a great deal isn't worth your time, then yeah, Native Roots is a pretty slick place and they have a really decent selection. Again, Colorado with the edibles just crushing it. So on the last day of the trip, uh, all my friends left hours before me and I wanted to explore Denver. So I went to, uh, let's see here, where did I go? Dank, which uh, was one of the higher listed dispensaries on, I think it was a cannabis list that I, uh, I found through Google. Uh, and, you know, the cannabis being a pretty credible source for all things weed in Colorado and especially Denver. 
I was like, that sounds pretty good to me. And I have to say that Dank was absolutely the most reminiscent of a California dispensary for me. They were the most informed uh, people behind the bar. And and that's why I actually did end up buying some concentrate and then the Americana gummies. So a good spread of deals as well. That's really important. Having a nice uh, price scheme throughout. Uh, oh, God, that's right. One of the things that really made me appreciate how well-informed the ladies might I mention at Dank were was that the guy who helped me at Village Green Society, he was really into straight THC. Like when I mentioned that I want to concentrate, he tried to sell me on the THC distillate. And I was like, that's really not my jam. Especially after I just told you that the weed here doesn't really smell good enough to me that I'm looking for something a little bit more than this and taking all the terpenes out and him trying to convince me that the terpenes really didn't matter, really didn't impress me much. Whereas while I was at Dank, the ladies there knew all about the terpenes, knew how to talk to me about the products that they had there in regards to the concentrate and the value of those terpenes. And, uh, yeah, it just really impressed me, you know. So I absolutely, one, thank the cannabis for a fine recommendation. And two, want to give a shout out to the ladies at Dank for being down-ass fucking stoner chicks. Now, the product that I got from Dank was actually a totally new product to me called Zombie Resin. Which, if you're quicker than I am, would be a cross between live resin and your cured normal BHO concentrate. So it's a partially cured product. I don't know how you end up with that kind of product to start with, other than the fact that you don't like the terpene constituency of a live resin for a strain that you've picked. And you prefer something a little bit more potent than the cured product. So you try something in the middle. And because it's the living dead, you call it zombie resin. Very clever. So naturally, I had to get some. It's $65 a gram, too. It really wasn't a bad deal, uh, considering all the taxes and other fucking bullshit you have to deal with in Colorado. I was very happy to come home to Southern California, and I really hope regulation doesn't destroy the wonderful availability of specials and price ranges that are currently available in dispensaries, because I am so dependent upon the market really regulating itself and benefiting the consumer end so that I can actually afford my medicine and my hobby in order to keep up a higher quality of life. So the zombie resin that I got was from Live Labs. And uh, I'll definitely have a link on the website and the blog posting if you want to check out a lot of the things that I've been talking about. 
If I mention something and you don't find a link, feel free to shout out to me on social media or leave a comment on the blog or send me an email uh, at thespliffpodcast at gmail.com. Now, the zombie live resin that I got was a Widow Kush, a White Widow Kush blend, probably OG Kush or Master Kush. It didn't actually say what kind of Kush. Um, but really nice citrusy notes with an earthy undertone. And it had pretty good smell to it based on the selection of stuff that uh, I had seen. Dank had the best smelling concentrates across the board too. I couldn't afford uh, necessarily all the ones that I might have wanted to take. But I was very much interested in the zombie resin. And the Widow Kush was the strain that is i i personally would enjoy better white widows can be a little too much for me but when you pair them with a kush which is my preferred indica it gives it a really nice mellow mix to it and i definitely get that when i dab it and it has this this really amber butter consistency to it that is really pleasing with an almost sugary look, but a very buttery, waxy consistency. And while I was in Denver, I was like, I went to Dank and I, I had spent my money and I was like, all right, I'm, I cannot go to any more dispensaries. I have to find a fucking place to smoke this shit already. And even though I had a rental and even though I was in a state where you're not supposed to smoke, I was still smoking while I was driving because I'm a better driver that way. In Colorado traffic, while quite enjoyable from someone who's grown up in Southern California, can still be a little irritating and uh, I still needed to medicate here and there. But I didn't want to smoke these pre-rolls that I had gotten by myself. I really wanted to try the zombie resin. I was like, where do I find a fucking dab bar around here? And so Google once again to the rescue. And I don't remember how I came across it. It might've just been one of the Google results, but I ended up going to iBake, which is a private membership cannabis club. They don't sell any weed, but you can join as a private member bring your own cannabis in whatever form you prefer it and either just socialize and smoke by yourself or uh, smoke with other people and get a circle going. They have rigs there. They have bongs there. They have blunt wraps there. It was $10 to join on your first day. And then any day that you want to go after that, you pay a $2 door fee and you can hang out fucking all day, it seemed like. They sell sodas. They sell munchies. Um, it wasn't the, like, smoothest place, necessarily the cleanest place, or um, the higher end of the lifestyle representing out there. But it was a really chill place that was perfect for me to sign up, pay your membership, go out to the car, grab my shit, head over to the first dab rig that I saw that happened to be an e-nail was already on, set up, ready for me, and I was dabbing in five minutes. I was so fucking happy. I had wanted to dab 
that whole weekend. I would go on days without a dab, you guys. Do you know what that does to me? Do you know how much flour and pipe loads I had smoked? So fucking many. I bake. I don't even know how to express my gratitude for iBake's existence right now. I don't know how to express how irritating it can be for uh, politicians and society as a whole sometimes to not understand the need for tourists to have a safe place to ingest cannabis that they will be coming to Colorado for while they're spending all this money uh, putting tax revenue into the state. I'm sure there might be other cannabis lounges that you can go to. And it wasn't like iBake was super hard to find. Like I said, it was a Google search, but I did do a little Google searching because some places are closed and I was in Denver and it really seems the lifestyle is more located in the Colorado Springs area, which I didn't get to. So... I just have to say, I bake is like my dream job. Not even my dream job. Like I want to be a business owner maybe one day outside of just the voiceover and having a place like the bar, being that the bar has been such a huge part of my life, I really get a lot of rejuvenation from hanging out with other people, even if I am becoming more of a hermit in my old age, I really value having other people's company. But I can't own a bar. I can't, I can't drink like that anymore. And I don't want to be in that lifestyle necessarily. And with iBake, this experience, uh, you know what, screw the bar. Like I, it totally validated to me the fact that we really need to move forward with this cannabis lifestyle, that having these options out there are a great thing, that they can really create a community, a cannabis community that can change something. And I know that I have my own thing that I want to do. But again, having those options, it's just, it's so great to be around other canisseurs, other people who enjoy cannabis this much, other people who just really appreciate being able to fucking toke up before they're going to go on their flight home. Uh, when I did get there, there were some locals right in the front, and then there's a loungier area in the back, and so I went to check that part out. And that one was mostly filled with people who were waiting to... Uh, to head to the airport for their flight and they just wanted to medicate safely and comfortably before they were flying out. Especially a lot of them with their anxiety about flying, which I can completely understand and I certainly treat a lot of my flying anxiety with cannabis and I don't have to go to the bar anymore in order to do it. I used to always have to go and get a Bloody Mary at least, and then I'd probably have a drink on the flight. And God, if it was a short flight that didn't have drinks, I definitely needed two Bloody Marys before I got on there. And now I don't drink at all, uh, though I did have a glass of champagne in order for the... Uh, in order to celebrate the champagne toast, uh, I had no problem doing that. 
I wish I had enjoyed it more. It wasn't very tasty to me. It was skunky and it was good champagne. I just didn't. Oh, God, I didn't enjoy the alcohol. Sorry, not sorry, I guess. Anyway, I was at iBig for, I don't know, a couple hours. I think I set a timer and it was just under two hours. And that time I took so many dabs. I smoked blunt after blunt after blunt after blunt. Oh my God, we had like four blunts going around at one time. And that was just one of the rotations. We smoked a lot of blunts. At one point I had to be like, I think I'm done smoking blunts. And they're like, oh, you don't want to hit the CBD blunt? And I was like, oh, I do want to hit that CBD blunt. Actually, let me go hit the head real quick and I'll be right back for that. Because I actually smoked so much weed that I did have a little anxiety. And, uh, and you know, I just, when anxiety pops up when you're high, you do the same thing with it that you do anytime that anxiety pops up, which is just try and talk yourself down and out of it. And you're not always going to get rid of the anxiety, but you can maintain a certain level of control. But I knew that smoking some CBD would really lower that anxiety for me without having to turn to indica. And I have to say, it was true. And being in an area where you can smoke a lot of weed and then somebody can pop up with a CBT blunt. I'm like, can you guys are understanding me, right? I'm this is coming across loud and clear. I'm like, hello, this is the future. This is exactly what I want to be doing with the rest of my life. When I want to relax and maybe actually watch a football game again or go play some pool or just fucking hang out with the fucking neighborhood crew and not have it be at my house. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not going to be able to let this go for a while. It's, I just want to go back right now. I want, I want that in my hometown. November cannot come soon enough. I am ready for the lifestyle change. Bring it on. Even if they do overtax it, it's not going to kill the black market. So fuck it. Let's bring it. Let's do it. Change. Yes. Oh, man, look at the time. I have been rambling on way longer than I thought I was going to be. And I'm running late still, but I'm going to keep talking because I'm not done yet. Uh, what are some of the things that I wrote down I didn't get to? Oh, right. So one of the wonderful things about the fantastic ladies at Dank in Denver was I was talking to her about how the weed in Colorado just doesn't have that pungency that weed in California does. And she did make the point that, you know what, the altitude, everything is drier in Colorado. It just kind of sucks everything out of you. And that's true. My friends and I, we all were dehydrated on crazy levels, especially because they were doing some drinking. And even me just drinking coffee, I found myself extraordinarily dehydrated. Even though I had totally upped my water game and tried to limit my coffee game, I still found a really hard time finding a, a healthy balance. And that kind of atmosphere is really going to sap the terpenes longevity. I thought it was a really astute and insightful observation. And, uh, and I want to give her props for that, but I don't remember her name if I got it at all, which I actually don't think I did, but definitely still want to give the props. 
Uh, let's see what else do I have here. Oh, right. So when I was at iBake, so many of us were tourists from all over the place, quite honestly, though, mostly from the Midwest and East Coast. I was the only uh, West Coast California person at the time. Uh, I didn't really get any names except for John. And I hope you find the podcast, John. I don't know if I for sure gave you the name of it, honestly. Um, I kind of forgot. I got really high, but I hope you found it anyway. Uh, some other things. Oh, um, so I really like 10 milligram baklava as a daily pick-me-up. But my friend Chloe totally tried it on a recommendation of another mutual friend and on and on and on. And it was a really educated, smart suggestion to make. 10 milligrams is a very average dosage, but it can still be overwhelming for a lot of people. And then when you add the altitude on top of that, that can really affect a lot of people. And I think she had that problem in using the baklava. Now, one of the podcasts that I like listening to is The Cannabis as well, the same place that recommended uh, Dank as one of the best dispensaries to go to. And I didn't listen to the most recent cannabis podcast on my way to Boulder. Um, but in the latest one, they had a representative, I don't remember what their role was, from Sweetgrass, which makes or has just released a very low dose buttermilk, which sounds fucking amazing. He said it's like frosting or some shit. I'm like, yes, I want that. And it's a two and a half milligram dosage. So you take an aftermint sized treat and as a new edible person, you can start very, very very slowly. Some people, two and a half migs is a perfect recreational dose for them. Even medicinal therapeutic dose. Now me, for someone who appreciates the 10 to 20 mig range, having an edible that is bite-sized like that, that I could actually have a few, if not several of, is perfect. But I didn't know to look for these buttermelts or to tell Chloe about them because instead of listening to the cannabis podcast, I was listening to another BS podcast. Uh, that That's another bright side podcast. And it's actually pretty cool if you are in the market for a podcast. It's that format of just kind of hanging out with your friends, having cool conversations. Uh, so I don't know, maybe you want something like that. I definitely recommend another BS podcast uh, so you can find the bright side. All right, you guys. Oh, I still have a little of the snow cap left. I've been kind of rambling. I think that baklava has kicked in. I'm definitely feeling happier. And my friend is on her way over, so I better wrap this up. But I've got a really quick safety meeting for you. One of my trivia rounds is called Urban Pictionary, where I pick out words from Urban Dictionary, and then the teams have to use Pictionary-style means of helping their other teammates 
guess the word and then get points for doing it in the fastest time. And I found a phrase that I won't be able to use for that round, but which I thought was totally fun to share with you. It's a stoner game, which is called Bowl Off. B-O-W-L off, like smoke a bowl, not bowling necessarily, but it's spelled the same way. And what you do is you take turns smoking bowls and seeing who coughs first. So you both take a hit uh, off of a bong or a pipe or whatever at the same time, and whoever coughs first loses and you could totally even turn it into like a game of horse or something. You know, it has to be like a six second draw or uh, you have to like drag in it and blow it out your nose and your mouth at the same time. You could really get clever with it. So can I beat you? Probably not. I suck at this game. I'm a really big cougher. I already wanted to cough right there, but I choked it down. We'll see how long I last. I don't have very many hits in here anyway. We'll see. I shouldn't have picked a sativa to play this game. Oh, it hurts so good. Oh, I think this is going to be my last hit. Can I get three in a row without coughing? And I was a little resiny too. I did it. Fantastic. If we tried that with the blunt, I probably would have been out in the first three puffs. I definitely would have been coughing by now. But I gotta go, you guys. So we'll have to save that official bowl off for another time. Thanks for letting me spliff it about my trip to Colorado. I'm going to have some more medical cannabis stuff and information to help you out on the next episode. I think I'm going to talk about weed and anxiety again to just kind of help people find a, a focused episode to help them branch out into different areas and maybe pick up some some good tips that I haven't already dished out before. I don't know. We'll have to see. I'm definitely feeling better than when I started this. This podcast is pretty awesome to do sometimes. Thanks for spliffing it, you guys. Ciao for now.